Shane is delicious. Welcome to Shame is Delicious. I'm Darren Harriet. Yeah, Ishan's not here. But we do have special guest, Rob Kemp. Hello. Yes, Rob. Uh, Ish- okay, so Ishan is supposed to be here, but he's, uh, he's running late. He's slack. Yeah. It's yes. Christmas slackness. It's classic Ishan, that. Yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> so we've got an empty chair there, which is, uh, it's kind of what you do when, you know what people do at Christmas when like their nan died and they have a chair? <laughs> <laughs> there should be a picture of him. There should... <laughs> I feel like we've done that here. We're like, we, we would love to have her here. But unfortunately, she 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 never made it past the winter. It looks, I'm not gonna lie, it looks more comfortable than this chair. Yeah, yeah, Rob, you, yeah. I'm, 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 can I hint any clearer? <laughs> oh, Rob, you may sit in that chair I can if sit you in like. the chair. You can sit, oh, he's gonna hate that. Day. Oh, this is what it feels like. This yeah. is the, this is host power. Yeah, it's got like oh. a proper back on it mm. and everything. Oh, look at Rob. Ah, oh, this is great. Yeah. Are you reevaluating your host choices? I mean, I already am. I mean, as soon as Ishan said he was running late, I was like, I'll take anybody. I'll take a, I'll take anybody over Ishan. Any, uh, anybody. Don't over-egg the anybody okay, yeah, part. So, sorry, I re- <laughs> sorry, I really did capitalize that A on that. Anybody. Uh, even you. I mean, even you, Rob. <laughs> Shame is delicious. So, Rob, as my new uh, co-host uh, of the podcast, uh, I think you should let the audience at home know a little bit about you. So, I know you. I've known you for uh, wait. How long have you been doing comedy for? Oh, um... <laughs> I love that. That's such a classic. Co- Remember when you started off and you you were early to comedy and people would go, "How long been doing comedy for?" And you go, six months, two years." How many days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the day. I do know the day. Oh. My first gig what was the day. Well, it was the twenty sixth of May, two thousand and eleven. Wow. Why? What, what was? Why do you remember the actual day? Oh, just specifically just... because I'd booked it in and I built up to it. Yeah. And I knew it was happening. And then a couple of times when somebody would ask you, you go, ah, but, and it stayed there, but I can't, I, I, you know how you start counting, you count your gigs. I think mine was the 14th of December, 2000, when was I 18? 2006, maybe? 18. 2006, oh, yeah, 18. Man. Oh man, I had so much like hope in my eyes. I was such an happy, such an happy lad. I had hair. Oh, I was cute. I was a little adorable <laughs> little boy who had no material and all stage presence. Did you know that? Did you know that you were an adorable little boy? Were you channeling that? No, no, no. Because I, I know that I've fallen off so much now. I look back at when I was 18 and I go, oh, I was a cute, adorable kid. Whereas when I look at myself now, I'm like, oh, that's a sad dog's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, comedy's really worn old Darren down. <laughs> He's been kicked in the ribs a few times. Oh. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you carry yourself with sadness. Yeah, but you ever see me when I'm alone in my pants? Like, <laughs> we've brought this up on the podcast before it's not weird i i don't wear trousers indoors i do here because obviously it's public pu- public well, well, yeah. recorded yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah public i recorded but yeah it's at home i i realized i felt like things were getting quite sad i brought a really big christmas tree for my house and i i i decorated it all by myself and then knocked it's qu- into it because it's dark exactly exactly <laughs> I do like a dark room. 
and I brought one, I brought it, I set it up, and I realised that setting up a Christmas tree on your own as like a like sort of a single guy is a bit sad because once it's all done, you just go. <laughs> you don't stand back and go look at what we yeah. have. Look at what we've done there's together. No, there's no like kids <laughs> or like family to go. Ah, I just went. Yep. But then I realised that um, the lights. You know, I put fairy lights. They've got eight different uh, settings. So I was sitting there going through different settings of the lights, and my favourite one is the one that sort of goes. Uh, I'll, I'll make the sound of the the lights. Chicka 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 chicka. Chicka, 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 shh. Oh, quite so, frenetic. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, really, I really like the shh, shh. Oh, no, I don't like that one. No, no. This is going to be great audio for people. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You can say that all you want. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, they do. You know yeah, what we're on about. Yeah. Like, there's a, we did the visual, though. We did do <laughs> <laughs> it. So, ASMR will get us all the... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, We've gonna... changed the tone of this podcast quite a lot. I'm slurping a bit of coffee all on air. <laughs> what you should maybe, maybe what you need to do. Get out. Try to slurp coffee in a sexy way. But ASMR's not sexy. It's not it? for you. Evidently not for you. <laughs> that went down the wrong hole. Maybe what we need to do if you if you are it's that's an app. That is an app, isn't it? Um you need to do like a tree decoration swap. Oh, so you go to someone's house, yeah. You decorate their tree with them, and you both stand back and go, oh, "Yeah, we did high five, buddy." Yeah, or, you know, whatever. And then you, they come back to yours, and then you do the same, and then you go, "Ah," oh. and then you send each other messages, and oh, that's bleak. I, I don't actually hate that idea. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it. It's it's a bit. It's a bit of a sadder wife swap. <laughs> no, but you, it's one. It's a task, isn't it? It's like if you've, you've got to assemble a piece of furniture. This is. I'm actually starting to think this is a good idea. There's a there's a, a, a piece of furniture that you need to assemble. Yeah. And it's too big for one person. You go. Yeah. Oh, I've got to do this. Yeah. It's a thing. In terms of tasks that are seasonal and bleak. Or yeah. Things. Um, this isn't a task, but uh, me and my. Best mate, my former housemate, uh, we used to do Easter egg dinner sometimes. We were like, we were so Easter, lazy. Uh, wait, 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 let me just, Easter egg dinner. Easter egg dinner. Okay, continue. So, pre-Easter, when they're all available, uh, basically post-January, uh, the eggs are in the shops. Oh my God, uh, sorry to interrupt. When you said Easter egg dinner, I went, this sounds sad. Then you explain this isn't even an Easter. No, 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 pre-Easter. This is worse. I oh, know, unsanctioned egg. <laughs> You're not allowed. And it shouldn't be eating them, and it feels naughty. And then you you, you get yourself an egg, just because you happen to be in a supermarket. You get yourself an egg each, you and your housemate or whoever, and you 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 have it because you're too lazy. Before you start the drinking, you eat the egg instead of actual, an actual meal, uh, and that's 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 fun when you're with somebody else, like decorating a tree. But when you're on your own, bleak. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you could top my lonely guy Christmas tree story, but yeah, I'd say. In your face! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what kind of egg are we talking? Now we're talking eggs. Let's well, get down to business. Well, I mean, obviously, the, your casual Easter egg dinner one is your one pound, two pound sort of smartest one. You can yeah. smash that in one. Yeah. Or like a, 
One of those Maltesers ones with all the bits in the shell. Ooh. That's that's, if, that's like a, a Sunday Easter egg dinner. That's oh, I, 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 I like your attitude. I went to eat eggs. If you want, if you want to have, you know, you want to, you want to take it seriously, don't you? I am a fan of when it comes to Easter eggs. The it's got to be something inside the egg. Okay. Like a like I'm like that with donuts as well. If if the donut is just dough, yep. I want I need something inside it. Caramel chocolate I get jam that. same with eggs so when i get an easter egg and i break it open uh i want to make i want a a, a, a kinder bueno inside <laughs> yeah no i get that yeah i want a cake oh that's an idea easter a egg with an like egg. an actual like a like a muffin <laughs> imagine breaking an easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm such a fat guy deep down i want to break an <laughs> easter egg and there's a birthday cake in it <laughs> one day you're gonna just accept that part of yourself and i then... really will so Rob, you you've been doing stand up for what eleven years? Eleven, then? Years, now, yeah. 11 uh, years. Yeah, but the, the, do the first couple of years count when you don't really know what you're doing? No, those first years when you're at the Hollybush, uh, <laughs> thinking you're. I've uh, got a lot of love for the place. I, so for anyone, love. so for anyone who doesn't know, Hollybush uh, in Cradleleaf is it's one of the it's probably the most legendary comedy club in the Black Country. In, well, in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily, easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. easily, easily. So it's where it's where we all started. It's the first place I ever did comedy on a proper comedy bill. I'm sure it was probably the same for you, yeah, I'm yeah, assuming absolutely. as well. And it's just like a really small pub owned by this guy called Wolfie. And it was every when every Thursday, 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 yeah, yeah, Thursday. and you just go on stage and you just you try and work out comedy. And everyone who is a a, a well knownish comedian. From the from the area has done it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Rob's done it. I've done it. Uh, Joe Lysett did it loads of loads of times. And I've Gary already, Delaney, was Gary there. Delaney, of course, have yeah. done it. Uh, I've, that that's sad. We've already run out of names. <laughs> <laughs> we literally just did four, <laughs> four, four names, and we're all we're all done. Yeah, <laughs> but it's. Oh, but, Lindsay's done it. Lindsay's done it, of course. There was, there was Barbara Nice. Barbara Nice. She must have done it. Probably. Sure. Yeah. There, there's was never a, uh, a, a a running order either. You never knew. You never knew when you were going on. Also, I hate that. Stop being a magician and pulling it out of a hat. Just tell me when I'm on <laughs> in advance. I do not like no. But I do not want to turn up and be like. When am I on? Also, uh, side note, because uh, I'm doing Dancing on Ice, that's what happens as well. You don't know until the day when you're on. And it's giving you flashbacks. Is it, is it, I haven't blinked once since you mentioned it. <laughs> because it's freaking me out. I need to know. How many, how many uh, routines have you done now at this stage? You do too. No, I mean, how many at this stage? Because oh. it's not been broadcast yet. So. No, 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 no. So I, I've got my one routine for when I do my actual first performance. But then you also learn a second routine because it's your, they call it your save me. Which sounds so dramatic. It's like you skate off, you know, strictly dance off. Yep. So you have to know a second routine. So at the minute, we're currently learning two routines. Because you can't possibly do the same thing again, can you? Not allowed to do that, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Down to the be honesty. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> Injuries aside. It's <laughs> Injuries aside, currently on painkillers for whiplash aside, uh, two bruised knees, two bruised uh, hips. Uh, whiplash, pulled a muscle in my back. Uh, really well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should go park life. Um, <laughs> it's going really well, actually. Uh, I've still got to get better at the actual skating part 
But in terms the main of, part, that <laughs> <laughs> really is the main part. But in terms, I, I rock, I rock uh, sequins and a sparkly, uh, a satin shirt really well. But <laughs> I tell you what, for me, that ice, woo! Uh, but it's going really well. I, I am really enjoying it. I'm telling you, it's a skill that is so so difficult because a lot of it is about stillness. And you know we're comedians, man. We're just like we're just jittery people generally. And like you're looking at me like, no, I'm not. Well, I am. I can't. I can't stay still. So the idea of just having this this sort of like swan-like movement, and it's all under it's all under your under your hips. So your legs they just they they just move separately to everything else, and your body's supposed to be like this. And I'm a lot of the time I just I'm just like fucking. <laughs> and then yeah, it's but it's really fun. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've had relationships where I've had less of a commitment than doing this show. Um, <laughs> it's great though, it is great. And um, we will, uh, I'll say this, uh, we're gonna need your votes, baby. Uh, so please, <laughs> get some really famous people on the show and I've heard it's your votes, baby. So if you listen to the podcast, please vote five times. What, from what I've known of the show, yeah. all you need to do is be brilliant at it. Yeah, thanks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all you've got to do. Be brilliant or famous. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm Do guessing I'm going to Get on for... one of those. <laughs> I'm going to try and go for the brilliant, I guess. I feel like the famous is not really going to happen for me. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, you get very used to it. Because people always, people always say to me, oh, Darren, uh, have, have you ever been to an ice rink before? And I was like, well, no. Why, why would I do that? An ice rink? That is not my natural habitat. At all. Like, uh, this, is how much, this is how much I'd never been to an ice rink before. I went on my first day of training. I went into the ice rink, and the first thing I said was, I went, Oh, it's cold. <laughs> this place is chilly. I had no idea. This is how much of a new thing it is for me. But um, yeah. This, Darren, yeah. is ice. <laughs> it's completely, it, it, it's so, so different to anything. Even, so even at home, I have to do stretches now and work on my posture and my form and all this. And then, and then you factor in, uh, mate, you've, you've got to be, uh, they always say it's like, um, it's like you've got a rope and someone's pulling you up by a rope. You've kind of got to be a bit like this all the time. You've got to walk around like quite snooty. Is that <laughs> like this? You walk around like you're looking down on people. That's kind of how you figure skate. Oh, it yeah. was after Darren's appearance on Slim, uh, Dancing on Ice that he suddenly shot up the uh, the class ladder <laughs> just, because, just because of his posture. I, yeah, I do. I am kind of standing. It is a sort of like stance. You have a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> Why are they? Who are those poor people over there? Mm. Mm. It is that kind of a look that you have. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm really. I am really enjoying it though, and I can't wait for the live shows. I just, you know. It's like anything, you just want to put in the best performance. And it's very different to comedy because there's, there's people on the show who are very competitive because, you know, we've got like, we've got like a, uh, Olympians on the show and all that sort of stuff. Whereas when you're a comedian, we don't compete. Like if we're on a gig and you have an amazing gig, I do not look at your gig and go, I want to do better than Rob. It doesn't work like that. You kind of, I just go, okay, I'll just go and do what I do. And we don't really have that. Sure, no. Yeah. I think when you start, there is an attitude of, of uh, oh, you know what? Do you know yeah. what I mean? When you first start out, it feels like you are in competition with everyone. It's not a brotherhood or a family uh, I initially. Guess so, because we, all, we are crabs in the barrel yeah. who are eager for that £10 payment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, de we're desperate to be seen and to get onto because the, there's only so many slots and you, 
you're there on a lineup of 15 people and you go, ah, oh, I need to stand out and I want to do better than these people. I never then, thought of that, to be fair. You, 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 might be, you might be right. But now... I, I just thought I, I was better. And when I was handed that crisp £10 in an envelope... Oh, I always love that. With your some... name written on it as oh, well. And Harriet spelled incorrectly. Oh, <laughs> I love that. You put me on Facebook and you still spot my name incorrectly, guys. Oh, <laughs> crisp mm-hmm. 10. Yeah, I guess when you're first starting out, but at this point, we don't really, no, no. We don't really do that. So I think I need to get that like competitive edge. And it, we all know as well, like at this point, that we've all, you know, died on our whole. Yeah, and we've all, oh gosh, and we've all absolutely triumphed. And so, no, you don't look at somebody going, "Oh, well, you had a rough one," and that means you're terrible. Yeah, it's like you know, I'm only ever interested in comedians' worst gigs ever. (laughs) Like, I know you can have great gigs, but I don't care about that, Rob. Oh well, why would you want to know? Exactly. I only like sometimes I'll be in a shower. And I'll go, oh, God, I remember when I did that corporate and I, I gave everybody the finger and told them I was going to be, uh, I told them, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, I'm going to get paid anyway. I literally left a gig. I think it was, ah, oh, it, was, it was like a tradesman's type gig. It was massive. There was about a thousand people in there. And then I went on and I just, I, I didn't want to be there. When you do corporate gigs, right, you have to, you have to give yourself to the company. You have to think to yourself, I am a comedian, but I am hired. I'm hired by these them. people and I'm working for them. And I had the attitude of, oh, fuck it, I'll do what I like, I don't care. I'm an artist. I'm an artist, dude, I'll do what I want, man. <laughs> anyway, they introduced me after some awards or whatever. And I remember I went on stage and my opening joke just got like a two and I just got annoyed. And there was a guy who was like, I don't know, I just picked on this guy and started roasting him. And, but apparently he was a guy that everybody really likes. So they were like, why are you being so mean? And then in the end, I turned to them and was like, whoa, you guys can't deal with it. Anyway, it was bad. And then I ended up leaving the stage going like this to the crowd. Because I didn't want to do that because I felt like they couldn't see it because there were so many of them. So I wanted them to see the double fingers. And I went, yeah, whatever. I still get paid anyway. Boom me all you want. Boom. And I walked off doing this to about a thousand people. And as soon as I got in the car, I told my agent and they were like, yeah, they're refusing to pay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get paid. I didn't deserve to get paid. I learned such a lesson from that corporate that, and every corporate I've done ever since then, I've always told myself, oh, just give yourself to them and just be whatever they need you to be because that experience was a bad one. Please, Rob, hit us with a bad gig story. I was just saying, a thought thought and a question. uh, first of all, I think this is a more visible. If, you, oh, if you're worried about sign. finger versus two fingers, you're just calling them all tossers. Oh, that's a pretty good Going one. Forward. Like, you know, if you want a visual. Ah, uh, can you do punch up for me? <laughs> can, you, can, you do, can you do punch up for me on jokes and stuff? <laughs> you, yeah, I think the tosser one is probably a bit better. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was just walking like this with my two fingers off in the air, like. Yeah, that's a good point. Or a bit of that, you know. Ugh. Anyway, the, and the question I don't know about you. doing the jizz sign. <laughs> yeah, I still get paid anyway. I'm getting paid. Getting paid. Money guns? Money. I don't think they would have got money guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we really, we really got off topic. <laughs> no, question. Question, right. Right. If you give them what they think they want unequivocally, yeah. then you are entirely giving yourself over to that, which is what? 
a young punk band would describe as selling out. Yes. Yeah, so where at, and there's got to be a halfway point, or like what's what's the how how much of it is I am an artist versus I need to do my job. You know what I mean? Like where where where's the land like? Well. What, what, Similar to what he said, Doug Stanhope said, and it really stuck with me, he says, the reason why he hates corporates is because it's the only time as a comedian you really do feel like, like, like a prostitute. You feel like you're selling your body, you're selling your entire self to these people who don't deserve you. And it's horrible. And I, he said that, and it really stuck with me. And I thought, well, I, I, I know what he's saying, but if you've agreed and you've said yes to this, whatever the company is, you have to do exactly that. You have to listen. You have to, not only do you have to turn up wearing whatever they want you to wear, because they do ask you to wear certain outfits. You know, I don't really wear suits, but if they said wear a suit, wear a suit. Uh, if they ask you to come and have lunch with them, you have lunch with them. Like you do all of those things. You write jokes that are specifically aimed for them. You do all the research. These are things I never did before. You find out who the boss is, who the CEO is, who's the big joker, who's the one you don't like, who's the one that who, who's in HR, blah, blah, blah. You have all these specific jokes and it's a whole thing because one, you're being paid a mad fee normally. You're being sure. paid a really good fee. And two, you're in a room that is not set up for comedy 90% of the right. time. So you need everything uh, in your arsenal to get these people on, on side. And I, I fully I see what you're saying about selling out. There is that, but I mean, you're talking to a guy oh. who, 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 is, who is the voiceover guy for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for literally everything. And I'm going to be wearing- guns! And, and, <laughs> I've and, made my choice! <laughs> exactly. And I'm wearing sequins on ice. So no. at this point, I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of past that. But when it comes to corporates, they are the only gig that I do where when I get one booked in, I think about it a lot. True, fair. But, you... but, but the thing is, the, the, I don't, other than literally everything you've just described, yeah. I don't, that, that's not really that different to any gig, really. You're being paid to be there. You're being paid for your time. You're being paid to entertain these people. And that whole, that, I think it's, uh, Stuart Lee says, like, I don't want to upset people actually genuinely because they've had to get um, childcare. They, this is their one night out, maybe. Yeah. So, so, so you've got a responsibility to them too. Yeah, but when you're doing gigs for a bunch, of, for like an insurance firm or a bunch of bankers, you know they're twats. Oh yeah, you, you immediately hate them. You immediately know that there's a couple of evil people here. It's not like when you do the Glee, you know there's a couple. There's a, but everybody <laughs> else is normal. A lot of these, a lot of these gigs, you turn off. You know that. I, I, the, the, put it this way, the gigs that pay the best always have the worst people in. <laughs> Shame is delicious. Uh, Rob, uh, again, thank you so much for doing this. Do you have any plugs, mate? We, we, have we done any of the actual meat of the show? Well, I mean, we, this is sometimes what happens. We just I, end up... Chatting. I'm ashamed of loads of things. Don't worry. <laughs> don't don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll get to your shame um, after this. Oh, I mean, do you know what? Because of the time of year, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. What about really Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my my Instagram is at Robot Kemp. My Twitter is also at Robot Kemp uh, because I'm uh, an emotionless drone. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean. No, I'm not currently in between projects, I'm afraid. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, gig, I'm a gigging comedian yes. and I'm out and about and I'm doing my thing, but I don't currently have a tour. Do go see Rob. He's definitely a very unique act. <laughs> every time I've seen every time I've seen Rob. Like if I if I, if you think of think of it, 
if you think of your last what three solo shows that you've done, how they're all so different, all three of them. Well, I don't right. I've I've always had this issue. I don't I don't know why a musical act that doesn't evolve and doesn't change and doesn't follow the impulses of what entertains them. Yeah. We don't you 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 think they get boring. They, yeah. And I'm not suggesting that if you find a uh, avenue or a niche that that is you know bad. Yeah. But but why wouldn't I want to have a go at exactly. some sort of weird multimedia thing or why wouldn't I want to have a go? I mean, believe it or not, I've been trying to write Stand-up. Yeah. Actual, normal, relatable stand-up, if you can imagine. I, I can't. I know you. I can't. <laughs> I, um, we'll, we'll come back to this in a sec. I'll just, I'll just quickly get these plugs out. So uh, I'm on tour. My tour, Roadman, finally. Darren Harriet is doing a tour. Yes, that's me. Uh, starts in September. Do get the tickets, of course. And then we have the shame is delicious live shows, which are... I can't remember. 16th, 16th of February. I always forget that. Uh, yeah, we're doing a 16th of February. We're doing a Shameless Delicious live show at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Do please come. We are also going to be at Just For Laughs London as well, doing a Shame Is Delicious live show, which I think is the 4th of March. Yeah. I think it's the 4th of March as well, but don't worry, there'll be a poster up. We'll get all that right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so do please come to that as well. And Ishan, of course, he's on tour starting in February. His tour called The Pretender. I think it should be called just really unfunny, but it's called The Pretender. No, seriously, do go see Ishan. He is a very, very funny comedian. And he will turn up to the show. <laughs> he will, he he will, will be in attendance. Uh, <laughs> Rob, tell us some of your shame well because i feel like you're filled with shame i feel like you give you you put a, i feel like you put a lot of shame on yourself even when there's no need for it i probably do honestly i don't i right there's 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 sh there's there's different shades of shame aren't there like there's yeah. there's the serious ones where you go oh god i really had not to have done that yeah like i was i was on the on the way over i was talking to alice the the first time i struck my father you struck your also, why did you describe it like an old man? <laughs> because I am an old man, the Darren. The first time I struck the my first father. Time I, the first of many times <laughs> I struck my father. No, the, no, what I mean is like, obviously as a kid, you, and then you grow up and then you realize that you're becoming a man. Yeah, of course. And then he, he like, you're, you're being a dickhead and then you get a smack around the, around the, clap around the back of the head or something. Yeah. And you go, fuck you, I'm not gonna stand for this. And then you punch them and you realize, I have I've crossed a line here. Yeah. That is a that is oh my god, things are never gonna be the same. And that isn't funny. Uh, it's just unpleasant. And I you know, I, I yeah. carry that with me. But, but what did your dad do when you hit your dad? We both stopped. We both sort of stopped and we just like, what is it? Because he was a he's a big man. Yeah. You know, and we both had we stopped and we stared at each other and it was like, we don't know what this means. I never had it, see, because my dad died when I was young. I never had those moments. I like to think that when you hit your dad. Your dad just then shook your hand and went, you're the man of the house. Right. Now. He handed me a cigar. <laughs> he handed me a cigar and goes, right, my work here is done. And then he leapt out the window. <laughs> no, it, 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 was, it was not a happy moment. It yeah. was like, it was like well, I don't know what I've done here. I, like, yeah, hitting a parent it, is bad. It, it was fine. And I don't think I hurt him. Of course yeah. I didn't. But like, it was a, he knew that my attitude towards him had changed. And then we felt bad. But then, but then did your dad never hit you again after that? Was, it, was that it? I genuinely don't know. Probably did. 
Probably did. I don't know. It just, it, <laughs> it just turned into Mortal Kombat. Harder. <laughs> <laughs> it hit me harder, and that's why I don't remember. I felt ashamed. Right. This is not a specific thing, like a tradition or anything. It's not, it's not a tradition. Yeah. But, but there's a particular amount. I, I don't think there's anything shameful in pleasuring oneself. What? You're talking about masturbation? Masturbation. You're right? talking to the fucking Jean-Claude Van Hand of masturbation. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, right? But wanking on Christmas Day. Mm, okay, that's, that's Wanking on Christmas one. Day is, there is an element of, not today, Rob. Were you jerking off to the turkey? Like, no, no. Like, what, what, where, where are you the finding usual, the usual, you, the usual bank of but, stuff? But where are you finding the time? No, I mean, like, first thing in the morning or last thing at night, you know, you've got into, into bed, you're drunk. <laughs> you're drunk from, like, the Christmas Eve thing, the terrible jumper parade or whatever. And then you go to bed and it's like, well, I suppose I suppose I could. But it's Christmas! But why what do would you Jesus so, think? Why do you feel so shameful what about that? What would Santa think? It's a happy time. I'm a, I, I'll tell you why I feel shameful, because I'm a lapsed Catholic, Darren. I'm a lapsed Catholic. It's I, all I, there. Everything I, that I do is filled. Fil I'd jerk off an hour after being at a funeral. Like, <laughs> I just I all, oh, everyone looks sexy in black. <laughs> Spy convention. <laughs> look at all these little black dresses, eh? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, oh, I love it when they cry as well. <laughs> all these... I wouldn't feel bad about that. Oh, a veil. Oh, a veil oh, really gives it for me. Oh, <laughs> what's under there? Sadness. Oh. Uh, I, okay. Um... You Some haven't injury. said one thing yet that I felt was that bad. Uh, okay. Um, no, no. I'm, 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 I feel. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like retaliate hitting your dad after he hits you is just. That's just something. Okay. That's just like a, a teenager. I've thing. just lived a better life than you, Darren. You, that's you all. really have. You, all right. You jerk off on Christmas. <laughs> you jerk off on Christmas Day. No. I um. Okay. You. Uh, I think Easter's worse to jerk off on. You reckon? Yeah. What? Someone coming back to life. Yeah, it just because I feel like Easter feels allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Easter feels much more religious than Christmas because Christmas to me is just like Mariah Carey and Turkey. Whereas you really have lost the message of Christmas. I really, have lost your way. Whereas Easter feels like a proper so celebration. Only now, not for now it is, but like give it a couple of decades and it'll just be about chocolates. Yeah, that's true. People won't remember the original connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, now that makes it sound like I was trying to remind everyone of the true meaning of Easter. That'll, which I'm really not. I'm really not. That'll be your Easter. It'll just be you and those eggs again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, injuries, injuries, injuries. Um, just I would mention uh, injuries. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one that I had. So um, uh, my injury it actually rhymes. Uh, I burnt myself when I was five playing with a kinder surprise. <laughs> so we're back to the eggs. <laughs> yeah, back to the eggs. I remember, remember back in the days, must have been like, oh, early 90s, late 80s, you had those heaters with the bars. Yeah, yeah, And it was just, it was just like a bar of heat with like almost no cover on it. And they thought one grill would be enough. What, exactly. I remember playing, opening up like a kinder surprise egg. And uh, I, I remember it sort of fell next to it. And for some reason, I thought I'd do a roll to go and get it. And I rolled onto the bar here <laughs> and, and burnt, I've still got the scar here and scar here and I burnt my legs just oh, wow. rolling onto the bar, yeah. And I remember at one point, just obviously screaming, you know, in pain and all that sort of stuff. I remember my aunt put butter on my leg. 
I don't know what she was trying to do. Like, was it some sort of like... Well, if the boy's going to die, at least he'll be good eating. Yeah. <laughs> I remember butter being on my burnt scar right on my leg here. Yeah, it's still pretty thick there. Yeah, uh, playing with a nice little Kinder Surprise. Can't remember what was in it. No. Oh. It really hurts. I like to think it was a bounty ball or something. Yeah. Something fun. Some you know? or a warning message. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> some <yeah>. sort of... <laughs> magnetic warning sign. Uh... I've my, my, I've got some stupid injuries. I don't know. I'm not. I'm embarrassed of them as opposed to ashamed of them. Okay. Um. I I've got a scar in my forehead in my eyebrow where I uh I was young. I was by the you know you know the jetties where they take boats down. Yeah. Uh. And when the water comes in, there was like some sort of metal post in the water, and I decided I was going to try and reach it. I was going to lean over the water and try and reach it, not not understanding any kind of physics or anything. And I was reaching for this metal post, and then physics took gravity had its effect, and I ended up headbutting this metal post, <laughs> uh, and then staggering back to my fa- family with a bleeding face. Uh, obviously not funny, but embarrassing because I'm an idiot, didn't understand science. Um, <laughs> uh, more embarrassing um, was the time that I burnt this area of my mouth oh, no. on a car cigarette lighter because I was an idiot. Well, what were you well, doing? Thank you, Alice. Yeah. Well, how do you burn? By putting it on it. But why would you do that? Because I didn't have a cigarette. <laughs> so, hold, hold on, hold so on. So you we... thought you'd set fire to your I face. don't know. So you needed a cigarette. <laughs> you needed a cigarette. Need... I didn't need a cigarette. I was a teeny child. So you just picked it up and put it on your lip? Yeah. And was like, oh. So I'm an idiot. And you burnt you. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> you learnt a lesson there, didn't you? <laughs> I, I did. I'm, well, I've got to tell you, Darren, I've not done it since. <laughs> And I reckon everybody that saw me thought, oh, I'm never going to do that. That seems like a terrible decision. How old was you? 18? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I don't know, young. young and it weird fire. We all learn. It's so alluring. We all learn a lesson, don't we, with fire? This scar, that scar on my arm is from when I uh, decided to try and... It's so lame. It's so lame. I was on my bike. I was, gonna, I was trying to impress some girls walking by who I didn't know. I was trying to impress them jumping off a curb, which I'd never done before. Never done it before. Decided this was the time to try it for the very first time. Jumped, tried to do it, stacked it, landed in some glass. Like, you know, and they just sort of like rolled their eyes and carried on walking. And, and you're, then la- I, you're laying in blood going, hey, hey, hey ladies, hey, ladies. <laughs> and, then, and then I had to walk back. I didn't even notice I'd done it as well. Yeah, of course not, because the girls were there and you had the adrenaline. You were still trying Adren- to look cool. Embarrassment. Yeah. Walked back. Suddenly my arm was sticky and warm. And, uh, and yeah, I was pissing blood all down my arm. And oh, that was awful. That's all it takes, isn't it? Um, just trying to impress some ladies on yeah. your bike. Yeah. Oh, they would, they'd probably remember that. I think it was the funniest thing ever. Did you just, I mean, uh, watching yeah, a guy try and stack it. I would. Yeah. Any other? Any I other? remember falling on a bike once, actually. This is, how, this is how, like, fat I was as a kid. I was, I remember riding this bike and I fell and my chest fell onto the bike handlebar, like, right on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a gigantic bruise and the handlebar bent. Oh. I didn't think you could bend a handlebar with my chest. And it didn't break any bone. I was just so heavy. It is just this a bent. humble brag? 
No, I had I had a chest of steel as a kid. It's only going to have gotten harder as I've gotten older. I was older. such a round child. Humble I just brag. went straight on it, yeah, and I had this massive. And I, I don't really, obviously, because I'm black, I very rarely see bruises ever. But this was like a giant bruise on my chest for for years as a kid. Yeah. <sighs> but well, you know, now well, I'm now I'm sort of got whiplash and bruises on my hips and much sexier injuries <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah waking up in the morning like this yeah, yeah, yeah it's great it's great yeah no not fun at all this isn't a big injury uh but it's another bike one okay and again it's a lesson learned and again don't know what i was thinking going a lot walking alongside my bike but at pace and then decided like an idiot to squeeze one of the brakes okay and then the bike hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? I don't know. What the hell is wrong with you? I dude? think it answers quite a few questions <laughs> that people have about me. This, yeah, this is. I've always, uh, I've always said this about you. What do? Uh, what did I say? He's about, an idiot. What did, what did I say about you and your standoff early on? Really about a, the difference between something rude. Probably. No, it wasn't rude. It wasn't rude. It's a nice early on one. today or early on when we knew each other. When we knew, I always mentioned about your kind of stand-up compared to everybody else's as uh, a comedian, just because of how different you are. I just I use food as an oh, example. Uh, you you said uh, if everybody else is meat and potatoes, you're a lasagna. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like I'm a meat and potatoes stand-up, as in you kind of know what you're gonna get. You know, set up. Punchline, talk about this. Whereas what you do is so different, it's like a lasagna. As in, like when you go for a restaurant, you kind of expect a meat and potatoes meal, but if there's a lasagna, that's quite different, right? Well, I mean, I agree. I, I understand what. I mean, this is a this is a positive thing I, as well. I, I understand what you what you're suggesting, but yeah. I would also argue that lasagna is a pretty much a codified <laughs> meal. Like people know what that is. It's meat, like tomatoy sauce, bechamel. Uh, pasta and cheese on top. But you never expect it, though. You always expect... Oh, I'm, I'm what frequently being surprised by lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in and suddenly being having a lasagna thrust in front of me. No, but what, you always expect a burger and chips. You don't always expect lasagna. No, if I've not ordered a burger and chips. No, but what do you got? Shit! <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. Uh, you, you meant... You were just suggesting that a sort of a... There's a, there's a level of different spicedness, unusual. There's combinations and you can, you can zhuzh it up and you can whatever. Exactly. Whereas like meat and potatoes. But Whereas, you know, I thought, I, I, I took it as a kindness. At it the is time. a kindness. And I, I doffed my cap and said, thank you, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I said, thank, thank, thank you for the kind I'm words, glad, Darren. <laughs> I'm, glad you didn't, I'm glad you didn't strike me. <laughs> I love that. I struck my I dad. I struck my father. I struck my father and blew out the candlelight. Yeah. <laughs> Shame is delicious. delicious. Uh, Rob, uh, thank you so much for doing this and being my uh, my my new co-host going forwards. Who 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 have we got next? Um, I mean, I'm I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'll tell you who's definitely, definitely gone. Ishan Akbar. Yeah. Has he ever been point. a guest as well as being the host? Um, no, but he's, he's going to be neither. Now. Oh, yeah. Neither. He's just... He's a, Harsh, he's a... but fair, Darren. I think, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. He knew what time to be here. He did know. You turned up here nice and early. I mean, there is a big difference. Yes, he's traveling from London and you do live in Birmingham. But sure. let's, let's not even use that as an excuse because he knows what time to be he here. And um, no, this has been absolutely great. <laughs> and you've, got, you've said you've got nothing to plug, but you obviously... 
your Instagram, your Twitter, yeah, your account. Yeah, yeah. You're a touring comedian. You're about. You're I'm about. about. Come see me. Come, come see, see me. Rob. Come, come see, see. Come find out what lasagna comedy is. And, <laughs> and then, like audiences frequently do, hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. <laughs> That's Shame is delicious. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions.